What's up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Stupid. It's Monday the 25th of January. Hope you're well and had a great weekend. Have you had a snowy weekend? It's been snow, pissing down the snow, pissing down the snow all over the UK, except where I am. It's not snowing here, although it's bloody cold, but we haven't quite uh, uh, had the joys of um, snowmen and sleds and snowball fights and putting stones in snowballs and throwing them at windows. I'm too old for that now, but uh, this is one of the uh, council estate pastimes from growing up. Um, but a lot of people out there enjoying it. A lot, uh, Too many people out there enjoying it, in fact. I'm on about on the hill. All the hills, everyone's got photos of hills around the country, but there's about fucking 10,000 people up there all sledding down there with the families and that. Nobody's even, everyone's just going, oh, look at these, all having a great time. That's what the newspaper's saying, but everyone's meant to be socially distancing, so somebody should be saying, what the fuck are these lot doing? Get the police around there. That's why everybody's getting a bit pissed off with it now. Everyone's like, you know what, fuck it. I'd rather be up that hill rolling down uh, a big snowman or doing a... Coming down there on my sled, on my kid's sled. I'll let him walk down and I'll go down on, the, on my kid's sled. <laughs> Show him what a big kid I am. But yeah, it looks like a, a lot of fun anyway. But there's nothing else to do. So uh, what else? If you haven't got the pubs, we haven't got the uh, the bars, we haven't got the restaurants, we haven't got the cafes. So you can give us a fucking snowy hill in <laughs> wherever, the nearest snowy hill that's covered in, uh, you know, a lot of fun. That we can go down on our sleds. Uh, There's a brilliant video on YouTube I saw the other day. It was a dog. A dog had carried a sled, sled all the way up a big mountain. Come from miles away, carried it all the way up. As soon as he got to the top, he threw the sled down, jumped on the sled and went down the hill. <laughs> the dog. And then uh, he probably does that on repeat. He was loving it. He went right there. It was a massive hill as well. Absolutely brilliant. Whoever's trained that dog to do Well, the dog trained himself, obviously, but somebody's told him that that is a good thing to do. And he's buzzing off it. So there you go. Dogs aren't stupid. Dogs aren't stupid anyway. But <laughs> I'm just saying some people think dogs are stupid. Dogs are far from fucking stupid. They're actually... Uh, Especially when they want something off you, they know how to put on the uh, the sexy eyes. They know how to put they know how to put on the um, the begging eyes. You know, make you feel guilty. They got all that, they got that down. They got it down the treat. Um, anyway, let's talk about Boris Johnson talking to Joe Biden about trains for forty minutes. <laughs> forget about coronavirus. Forget about Brexit. Forget about world affairs. P Paris climate change. Um, you know, UN problems around the world. Let's talk about trains. Let's get our first conversation off. And I uh, talk about public transport. Amtrak Joe, apparently, because he caught the train. They used to call Joe Biden Amtrak Joe because he used to he caught the train for thirty six years every single day for thirty six years. That's a lot of journeys. That and how do they know every single day for thirty six years? Did he keep a journal? Is he that much of a swat on trains? Are they were they trying to out out uh, out swat each other? Out what's he called? Um, out uh, um, nerd each other. Boris Johnson talking about how he likes to make model buses in his spare time. <laughs> he also likes to fucking, you know, he's a bit of philanderer, a philanderer, Boris Johnson. He gets around a bit. I'm surprised he's got time to uh, make model buses. <clears throat> he's got he's got enough on his plate. He's spinning a lot of uh, he's spun a lot of relationships and kids in his uh, in his in his um, history. 
But yeah, Sue likes to make model buses. I find that uh, the, the pair of them need to get out a bit more, I think. I think that's the most boring conversation you could uh, start off. But I guess you've got to get on some common ground, didn't you? Unless you both can't start going, you know what, fucking strip clubs in America. And the fucking, yeah, we used to go, and Boris Johnson again, yeah, we used to do loads of cocaine, me, David Cameron, all the uh, all the Tory front bench. We went to all the big parties at Eton College. They're not going to start pimping it, out pimping each other. So uh, I guess trains is a place where they can f feel f feel the ground, you know. I mean, test the uh, test the water, and that, after we do that, we go How about a trade deal, and then it's all gonna get it's all gonna get fucking nasty then, because they're gonna want to send the cl the uh, chlorinated chicken. We don't want your chlorinated chicken. I know people here listening to Amer from America. We don't want your chlorinated chicken. I do apologise, but uh, I've spam. The swimming pools over here are fucking full of chlorine, full of chlorine, and it tastes like shit. And it don't, you stink of it. You go to swimming and you stink of it for about three days after. Your eyes are like bright red, like somebody's just bloody pepper sprayed you. And that's just going for a nice, pleasant swim in a chlorine filled pool. Now, do I want to eat a chicken that's got anything to do with that on it? No. A chicken that's been doing the backstroke, doing 50 fucking lengths of backstroke. No, we don't want it. And I watched a programme about it the other day. You might not see it in America, but we've watched, there was a programme called Dispatches, I think, and he did a, pro, a, a programme about... I've said a programme, a programme, a programme. I've said it four or five times now. It was about the, the possibility of, of us having to take lower food standards and what that would mean if we did a trade deal with America, if we took these lower standards... And some of the things that they pass that in America that we don't pass here, the fucking there's a massive difference. <laughs> like the amount of pus that they allow in the milk, you know, that we don't allow here. And fucking there's a, a ridiculous unhealthy amount of pus, cow pus in the milk, and all the vegetables, the pesticides that they allow we wouldn't allow here. The amount of pesticides. It's crazy. I'll tell you what, and Americans probably, and you Americans probably don't even know because they're not going to hardly show that, show that to you. So you want to check that program out, I would. Start shipping your food over from over here. And ours ain't that great. Ours is fucking pretty shit as it is. Um, anyway, I don't want to upset you, but uh, let's move on to Disney has blocked under sevens from watching Dumbo, Peter Pan and the aristocrats over racist stereotyping fears. Oh, come on. You can't fucking start doing that to seven-year-olds. That's ridiculous. Now you're going to have to remake them all. I think they're remaking Dumbo. At the minute, Tim Burton's making it with Danny DeVito in it. That's got to be a good one, I'm sure. But Dumbo, Peter Pan, the aristocrats, where, what else? Pinocchio, they're going to go for... Basically, you might as well just fucking ban Disney from anybody under seven, then, if that's the case. Put a seven. Gonna, is that going to be a new classification? Seven. Are you Seven. Can't come in unless you're seven to the to the the pictures. A little baby stood on another baby's shoulders. Yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, anyway, I think that's a bit ridiculous. I don't think they think they're too young to fucking even get any of that. All they just care about is there's a flying fucking cartoon elephant. That's all they give a shit about. Laughing at that. They ain't gonna give a fuck about anything else. Um, anyway, by the way, if you're listening, of course, because if you are listening, you're listening on the podcast, but there's no videos this week. I'm not putting the video out because nobody watches them. So I'm uh, figuring out how to do that and I'm going to come back to the videos at a later date. But that means I can sit here in whatever I want. I can wear my little uh, 
my hair rollers in my hair. I can wear my onesie. I can don't have to do my makeup, and nobody will know because there isn't a video to put out. But I'm probably going to go back to doing mini videos sometime soon. Not that you care. Why would you? Anyway, a, ba a bunker's banknote accidentally printed with a Del Monte banana sticker on it. <laughs> so a banknote, a twenty-pound dollar bill was printed, and he had the Del Monte sticker on it, and it sold on eBay for about eight grand in 2004 I bet that guy thought fucking hell brilliant that is the bollocks because anything with those money anything with, with stamps or anything like that the money the rarity is in there being something wrong with it something untoward and they're fucking all over it a, perf a wrong perforation on a stamp could set it to fucking multiple thousands when it should be a pound Anyway, uh, so this one sold for eight grand in 2004. That guy must have just thought he's fucking, you know, he, he just had a magic money tree to to eight grand off that. But he's going to be pig sick right now because that's just sold now, 15 years later, 290,000. 290,000 pounds. People were fighting over it. Rich people were fighting. Rich, stupid, <laughs> thick people were fighting over it. I mean, if you really want it that much, just get a fucking £20 note and stick a Del Monte banana label on it. That's it, you've got one. But this one, because it's got the stamp, it's actually come through the printer with it. I'd rather keep the 290 grand and have the Del Monte sticker one. <laughs> I like to spend the 290 grand partying, living it up. And just go, look what I'm doing now. Just go and have the maddest trip around the world. Spend the whole 290 thing. And just think, fuck, look what I've just done. For the same money that I'd have bought that banknote for. Thank God I'm not a fucking as dumb as I thought I was. Anyway, uh, on other news, Brooklyn Beckham's had a shit tattoo on the back of his neck. That's another shit tattoo, and one and this one's on the back of his neck. Um, that's it. That's all the news I've got on that one. Don't care to talk about that any further. Um, the Scouse Brow is making a comeback. The Scouse Brow, if you don't know what it is, is a painted on, super thick, super ridiculously looking eyebrow. Two of them that borderline meet up in the middle and uh, very uh, very far from attractive whereas the people who are putting them on the irony is they think they're extremely uh, attractive maybe they are to Geordies or to uh, Scousers beg your pardon not to Geordies they probably are to Scousers they certainly ain't fucking anybody uh, south of the Brav I was going <laughs> to south of Liverpool south of the Brav um, I think it's an age thing I don't think it just counts for Scouse they do it all over the country but um, you see some of the, the eyebrows. Ladies, if you're of any age, I don't think anybody of that age is going to be listening to me, but if you are, think once, think twice. Think, don't get the oversized paintbrush to draw your eyebrows on. Keep it slim. Less is more. Let's put it that way. Um, right, coming up to the end of the... Tommy Elfiger, the fashion designer, often forgets his own name. <laughs> He said he often uh, is so used to seeing his branded clothes out and about, he forgets uh, that it was him that's made them. He sometimes forgets that his name's Tommy Hilfiger, even though he's seen on sweatshirts. Imagine that, seeing your name, mine, Wayne Lawrence, Wayne Lawrence, I know it's a cool name, isn't it? Wayne Lawrence on all the sweatshirts, and people got my name on their art, on their, on their fucking, on the back of the jeans, like Joe Bloggs. Remember Joe Bloggs' jeans? Big, massive my name all down the leg. It'd just be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. So he's got that Tommy Hilfiger. I didn't even know that it, it was a, a... Of course he's a person, but I thought he might be like a made-up name. You know, like the Joe Bluggs wasn't really Joe Bluggs, was it? It was some fucking... Uh, some other dude. 
And that was the shittiest name and the shittiest jeans, Joe Bloggs. And he made fucking millions. So he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be a designer. He doesn't have to. All you got to do is get the brand, the uh, the brand right, and you're off. It doesn't matter how shit they are. It's got to be a good marketer. Right, last one I'm going to do, I think, or last two I'm going to do. Let's get sexy. Over eight million frisky Brits say they have had sex in the office. Bosses, you need, did you hear that? And now they're doing it while you're on a Zoom call. So I wonder how many people have, uh, have had sex while the Zoom call's on. So while they're talking, somebody's give, doing something to them from uh, from behind the camera, behind the lens. I wonder if anybody's done it. But anyway, a lot of people have had sex in the office. Naughty, but then again, you gotta you got to fucking get it. It's a perk of the job, isn't it? you got to fucking get something out of it. If you can, you know, some of them office jobs, the perk of the job was the fact that there's a lot of like, sexy people knocking about, you know, everybody in their uh, sexy suits and sexy uh, dresses and whatever, skirts. You know, you're doing a shit boring job, so that's all that's on your mind when you're younger, I'd imagine. So, yeah, good. And now, I mean, you know, we're all stuck at home now, so you the, the ones who did took advantage of that, and now the ones who are stuck at home on their own, working from home, they're probably thinking, shit, I wish I had a fucking... You know, me and the the office sex pot. We do fucking got it. We we need to get it off behind the fucking filing cabinet. And now you think it's never going to happen because I'm stuck at home. Oh, and then when you're going to have to, uh, <laughs> all you got is you yourself and Pornhub, me myself and Pornhub. Right, last <coughs> last one, and it's another sex one. Is thirty six percent of British couples dream about having sex with someone else. Well, let's just hope you don't talk in your in your in your sleep, and you don't shout in your sleep, and you don't enjoy it too much in your sleep, and let everybody around or the person who's lying next to you at least hear that you're having such a great time, and then you fucking shout out the name, and it's like Popeye or uh, I don't know David Beckham. Can you dream about anybody, can't you? Billy Connolly, Captain America, whoever, shag who you want in your dreams, <laughs> cheat all you like, I suppose. You can't get too jealous about that, do you? But I've heard it happen. People get jealous of dreams. They're not too keen on you telling them if it involves another bloke. Let's put it that way. Right, I'm going to leave it there and uh, do another one tomorrow. If you're listening to the podcast, obviously you're one of the lucky ones because it's not out on the video. Anyway, see you. Uh, I'll do another one tomorrow. See you. Bye.